It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Go ahead, Mikey. I just want to tell everybody that at noon, yeah. Yeah. our sponsor changes. The noon lunch Ooh. hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to us by College Racing. College Racing, your Northeast Ohio NASCAR team. I want to make sure we get our Guardians all-time rotation in. So yes. yeah, less than five topic. minutes on the World Baseball Classic, then we'll do a little Guardians before Campy Russell joins us. Right. World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Edwin Diaz, closer for the Mets. Right. Closer well, for along Puerto with Jose, he was – those were the two best – Closers in baseball last year. Head and, and think, shoulders above everybody else. And I think else. it's those two and then everybody else. It's yeah. a big drop off to the next yeah. guy. And the Mets are heavily, heavily, heavily relying on Edwin Diaz. Yeah. And they might not get him on the field this year. Yeah. I still haven't heard on the MRI. Well, they haven't. Yeah, I don't think there's been any news yet. But they, the fear is that he, he tore his ACL. So just, just watching it. Yeah. I will tell you. And if you saw it, you'll probably say the same thing. Yeah. You, you, you. I know what a guy looks like when he tears his ACL. And, and that was that it. Was that it. was it. The guy, the, Francisco Lindor and the rest of the Puerto Rican team. They, they were, were crying. crying. His brother's on the team. Crying. His brother's on the fears. team. Now watch he how heard it in the celebration. Is. This is Here when he heard it. It was just, it's just a benign little celebration. They're yeah. kind of dogpiling here. And then everybody's on their feet. And then the next thing you know, Boop. he backs up and says, get away from me. Get away yeah, from yeah, me. Yeah. Then he goes down. Right. They ended up having to take him off the field in a wheelchair. Yes. Now, we don't want to make too much out of that because he's a big guy. Yes. And they just couldn't find anybody big enough to shoulder carry him right, off right, the right. field. So they did put him in a wheelchair. But what that tells me is he was unable to put any weight That's at correct. all. And That's that, correct. to me, is either an ACL yeah. or it's an Achilles. I- I'll tell you, I am um, I haven't been locked into the World Baseball Classic, but I do think it's good for the sport. It's great for the sport. I, I think I said something... And listen, that I'm, game right there felt like yes. an October baseball. First of game. all, it, Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic are two of the best teams. They right? are. It's, DR was the fa- was one you know, of the favorite. U.S., Japan, uh, Dominican, and Puerto Rico are usually the four of the best teams. Right. Well, the top three: Japan, U.S., Dominican Republic. Right. Puerto Rico. And then Puerto is, Rico's probably next. Yeah. And they one of the off teams, the Dominican right? Republic, and, and that was, was a huge win over Dominican Big. Republic. And we can poo-poo it all we want here in America. The American team cares about this. And all these other teams, there are fans all over the world. It's good for spreading the sport. You have teams in Israel now, Italy, right. uh, one of the Eastern European countries has a team Czech now. Republic uh, has Czech a Republic. Team. It's unbelievable. I, I, this, uh, England, England has been a big story China. in this tournament. China, South Korea, obviously. Uh, they're, they're a decent team too, South Korea. But, but I think... To, to say now, we can't have the guys in the World Baseball Club. This is a freak injury. It could have happened. You know, it's unfortunate. Right. I don't think I don't think we should all now crap on the World Baseball Club. No, a couple of, of things. Yeah. As a fan, I absolutely love it. I've been to some World Baseball Classic games in Miami, and I felt like I was at an international soccer match. They bring the flags. Yeah, it's they great. They dance. They have the face paint. Now, I will say, you said that USA cares about it. The players care very much yes. about it. Yeah, yeah. Your average American baseball fan doesn't care. And, doesn't I, care. and I know because I've done market research the last two weeks. I've yeah. been asking people, pumped about the WBC? What's that? No. What's that? Most fans don't even know what WBC stands for. Yes. The diehard baseball fans have said, oh, is that this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did the game start? Well, the fans are oblivious to it. In However, America, yes. In Puerto Rico, it's like a World Cup. All these other In the countries. Dominican yeah. Republic, it's like the World Cup, the Super Bowl. This is it for them. Japan, it's huge. It's, it's like the Olympics. It's, yes. it's, it's even bigger than the Olympics. But we don't give a rats about it. Now, for those that have been following it, Mike Trout is the single reason that Team USA is moving on. Yeah. Last night, they beat Columbia, a Columbia team they should have mopped. Yeah. They won 3-2. to two. He knocked in all three runs. Uh, Does Columbia have any? A couple they of these do. They have a, they have a handful. Yeah, Most but... of these teams have, uh, you know, at least a nice roster of major yes, league right, players. Right, yeah. But when you look at the Team USA roster, to me anyhow, I look at it and say, yeah, we should easily be in the Final Four without even batting. Yeah, now, it's yeah, baseball, yeah. so anything you can happen. You never know, right. But, but yeah, the, the, the guys on the bench, the American pitching staff is not amazing. No, it's not. But the lineup why. is, so, is so really good. So here's why. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah. 
I, I wanted to get out of the way that I absolutely love WBC yeah. because I do. That game last night felt like an October baseball game. It really did. Every at-bat mattered. It was huge. However, when I was in uh, Goodyear, everybody there was like, thank God we don't have a lot of losses to the WBC. Oh, yeah, sure. I and get it's that. not that they're – I mean, it's twofold. One, you don't want them to miss the team bonding and the yes. camaraderie and, yeah. and, and getting the work in that you're – Sure. Putting putting on their plate. Yeah. But the but the big one is the injuries. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's mostly with pitchers. Yes. You just at this time of year to pitch high stress innings. High stress innings are like two innings. <coughs> yeah. For for your arm, and that's why spring training is such a you know gradual Slow build. Yeah. yeah. Because there's no stress innings. You're out there throwing. You don't even really care about the results. You're just working on pitches. Right. And location. But if you put a pitcher in a spot like that, he can't not ramp up right. and respond to the atmosphere. They want it badly. Well, was it Max Scherzer that just said that the other day? That he would exactly. like to see it over the All-Star break, move the WC over the All-Star break because these guys are not in position. Yeah, but there's not enough time during No, it's break. tough. I read that too and I thought, well, you'd have to take a month off. You, you, you really would. Yeah. You'd have to take a if month anything, off. If anything, wouldn't you be better to play it in November or something? Well, in warm weather places? At I mean, that point, though, everybody's checked out yeah, and they want to, they want they're, they're, they're done with baseball. I, I, it is what it is. We I haven't had though. bad injuries generally. Right. Freddie Freeman did tweak a hamstring. There's been a, a handful of injuries. Yeah, but this is the first one that looks serious, and he may miss the season, and, think and of that's what it a does disaster the for the Mets. Now, if you were a Mets fan, yeah. now, granted, they've got a, a stacked roster. But they don't have a great bullpen. But in today's baseball, that's yeah. where I was going. In today's baseball, you're not winning a World Series without a really good bullpen, Yes. and he was the chess piece. Now, yeah. in fairness, the Steve Cohen will spend whatever. Kudos to him. <laughs> but who are you going to go buy now? Nobody as good as Diaz. Don't but at some point during the season, Trevor Bauer. At some point oh during the season, there'll be a, a good cl- closer that emerges on a bad team, and he'll go get. Yeah, him. they'll do something to trade yeah. deadline. There's nothing yeah. you do about get it. Get off now. the panic right now. But imagine if this was if 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 it were the other way around, and it was Class A. Oh, and oh. Just, that's that a complete decimates disaster. Decimates your That would have been a complete disaster. Decimates Their closer team. now is probably going to be David Robertson, who's a nice pitcher, but yeah, well, he was a nice pitcher five years ago. Yeah, and he's still okay, but yeah. he's you know. By the way, before we move off this one thing. Uh, if you're a baseball fan and you're just now kind of getting up to speed of where we are in the WBC, this is where it gets good. Pool play is over. Yeah. We're down to eight teams, and from this point on, it's all single elimination. When you watch Team USA plays in Miami a couple days, I think, yeah. um, that game's going to feel like October baseball. There's going to be so, moves yeah. that are made. Yeah. There's going to be – so if, if, you're, uh, if you're a fan of baseball and you just love it, I don't Check think out the, these WBC games over the next week. I love DeRosa, really but I don't think he's done a good job as the manager. Yeah, I've, I've read some criticism <laughs> of some of his moves. Now, we have to understand he's something. Got, it's a tricky spot. He's got a mil- it is. He's got yeah. a million voices in his ear about and he's managing an all-star team. So. Don't don't hey, use this guy y'all more than three innings. Hey, y'all cold. I'm criticizing the manager. Hey, y'all, like the world is y'all cold. Y'all, y'all catches in it, bro. I, I, I commend y'all. Y'all be talking. In, y'all will talk something <laughs> under the table. They was like, yo, hey, uh, DeRosa, I'm telling you, we need to look at some of the moves. I said, who? I didn't know he wasn't playing no more. <laughs> Mark DeRosa, he's, he's still living? Yeah. He's been on MLB Network for like <laughs> five, five years. years. Oh, yeah, your favorite line. Oh, no, DeRosa, he's not managing the WBC. He's selling insurance at Allstate. Yeah, listen, I think he, I don't know what he's doing now. I thought he was. <laughs> he's a Jiffy Lube. Good gracious, man. Yeah, well, Bull and I, we, and <laughs> Jason too, but yeah, we, we yeah. do need counseling. Yes. Us <laughs> love it. For more than one thing. But I will tell you this, though. <laughs> I will say this. Hey, the people that don't need counseling, well, some of y'all in the chat do. Some of y'all need to, in the chat, you need counseling, but we love you as, as always. So let's talk about these memberships. Yes. Listen, man, we've been balling. We had like 76 the other day. We got people gifted memberships, $199 a month, loyalty badges. And the custom emoji, emoji is out. G Bush. I don't know what is this the surprise the confused G Bush? Confused G Bush. Oh, it's the confused G Bush. Do we G-Bush. have that where we can show it? Can we show that confusion? No, they don't got no. that. That'll if you got the sense. confusion, go ahead and spam the confusion G Bush in the chat. We always love it. And we got the uh, members only post. And I'll be in the chat all the time. Let's get to these starter tiers. Hey, listen, less than five dollars. I like that what they told me to copy. You always, when you read something, you give them the lowest. Co- it's less than five dollars. Yeah, instead of four ninety nine. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Another good one is. For for less, 
than 20 cents a day. That you be like, wow, I can really do that. I could afford that. All starters tier perks, you still get all the all of the stuff like that, and you get the best the best show moving. Our overtime content is better than somebody's regular content, really. Like I'll be listening to some of y'all segments on the radio, them is throwaways. Come, you can at least look at my face. You can get to we talk about everything and we answer your questions too. So you get discount codes on merch and much more. And guess what? The free thing is always jumping. If you ball it on a budget, it don't cost you nothing to hit that subscribe and the notification bell. And likes are always welcome. Them is free. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You're quite the salesman. Well said, G. Bush. You're quite the salesman, yeah. my friend. I like some and just a reminder for one more time that College Racing is the official sponsor of the 12 o'clock mm. hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Yeah. And also the official NASCAR team in Northeast Ohio. We should we should get a little... Uh, I like that. A sound mm. Yeah, the NASCAR It should come sound. on and it's... We got to spice it up, man. They, they're huge friends of the show. We got to yeah. do them right. Yeah. And, and I want a racing jacket, too. I'm going to go back. You know how Diddy and Mace used to have a racing car jacket, so I'm going to give me a College Racing I don't know if they, they make those uh, pit stop onesies. I got to get like a 6X. <laughs> a 6X. I want to see that. No, they don't make the driver suits and anything over than medium. Hey, yeah. That's it. It's, it's, it's race car size and If you show size. up with that outfit, that's going to be a, with a that's onesie. A show that's, that's that is a showstopper. I want that to happen. Hey, let's talk about the all-time, or not the all-time, but the progressive field, yeah. Jacobs Field, Indians, Guardians, era yeah starting five and three yeah. arms out of the bullpen essentially 30 years now I think years. I think we're gonna at the end of the show yeah. we're gonna have to fight Jason because I have Mesa in my bullpen and I think you do I too. think I put him as an honorable ah man. you can't oh, have him. okay <laughs> I don't I'm remember now it. I can't remember we're gonna start with bull and go around the horn okay. so bull this yes. is your official eight-man staff okay for the Did Guardians I have Mesa in there Indians no I left him out and he's an honorable mention. Steve, you can take the Man, tag. He forward. had some okay. moments, guys. So there we go, guys. There's my rotation. I got Corey Kluber pitching game one. Yep. CC uh, go with the lefty in game two. I did only go one lefty. Uh, Shane Bieber gets goes three. I was uh, Carlos Carrasco was definitely going to be. He in was the, my number six. He was your six. Yep. He was. My I six. had him four. The thing with Carrasco compared to some of the other guys I was thinking about is he never really had a Cy Young caliber season. Right. But he was very good for a long, longer time than a lot of these. 15 games. Yes, you know? and as a fourth starter, love it. The fifth starter was the toughest. I considered Cliff Lee, who obviously had that Cy Young season, but in the grand scheme of things, he didn't have that many good years for the for the Indians, right? He he had the great year. How you not put a man with a Cy Young on the list? I know it was a tough call, <laughs> but Charles Nagy. <laughs> No, listen, Charles I, I Nagy, know. Nagy's on my staff, too. Oh, was a very good pitcher, ate a lot of innings, and pitched for the Indians for a very long time. I thought he deserved recognition as the fifth starter. It was tough leaving out Cliff Lee. And who else did I leave out? Well, that's Bartolo Colon was the other oh, guy. Oh, Bart, Bart Colon, I left him out, too. Uh, so there you go. Did you have my relievers out there, too, or no? We do, yes. You go back to tag okay. Steve. So there's my relievers, guys. Now, oh, here how was Classe on there? Okay, now this was tough because Classe's only had two seasons for the Guardians, yeah, well, which is why he was immediate dismissed. I, 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 I was like, I shouldn't put him on there, but here's the thing, okay? I was looking over all the in, in the. He was so good. Has any pitcher outside of Andrew Miller or Corey Kluber been better over a two-year stretch than Emmanuel Classe? No, uh, well, I mean, Mesa had like 50 saves and 40 saves and back saves, years. but he was never as dominant as class A never. Well, Borowski had a bunch of saves. They're both they're, they're both. they're both reliever. They're both closers. I know that, but there's other stats besides just saves. I know, but I can't, I, I can't do it. I can't give it to someone who's only done it for two years. I, that's fair. I mean, that, so I, that was right. Is I, he better than Mesa? Yes. And I considered, but I, can't, I considered not putting him there because it was okay. only two years. All right, I, I understood it. that argument, and it was. I, but in the end, I decided that in these two years, it, to it, me, 
he was way better than Mesa ever it, was. No, even Mesa no, 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 that's not true. Yes, in nineteen ninety-five. Yes, Mesa was three and zero. He was unhittable in ninety-five. He was, he was the. the I think you. that was the best single year I can remember by a reliever that a, I watched is that, regularly. What year? What was his ERA that year? I don't remember off the top of my head. One point one three. He had fifty. Wait, I'm sorry, forty-six saves. He was to your point about being unhittable. He had 49 hits allowed in 64 But that was innings. one year he was never dominant. I said none. I was wrong. But nobody ever had the two dominant years like that. Well. Not to that degree. McNuggets, they so opened the door. In, in 96, he had 39 saves. And was, in 97, his ERA was 2-4-0. Emmanuel Classe below two, two years in a row. This is going to be Yeah, but I just, I got to, I got to do it. To, I got to give it to uh, That's stuff. fair. Go ahead. Two. They, they overthought well, Jason's it. Jason's up They next. overthought it. The baseball savants overthought this. Well, one. I just needed more than two years. That's I, all. That's fair. That's all. Go ahead, Jace. Well, I actually, I'm in agreement with Bull on the relievers. I got Classe on there, too. I, wow. and, and part of it is maybe projection. Yes, I think that What a horrible picture. I wanted to do projection, but I reread the email, and it said in all caps, only what they did and that's during fine. Cleveland. Yeah. And that's fine, because yeah. those two years that he's had, I I, I think Classe, when he's done here, is going to be the best reliever the Indians have ever had. I hope so. Yeah. And I, I was excited when they made the trade for him because of just the splitter and the way, because yeah. we're fancy baseball lunatics, and yeah. I knew about him in Texas. Yes, it's like, yes, yes. like, listen, I don't want to sound ridiculous, but like this is a Rivera type of, of cutter that this guy yeah, threw. Absolutely. And we've sort of seen that blossom here. So, Classe, Miller, and Allen um, – so the I, only difference for you is you had Cliff Lee I instead mean, of. I uh, mean, if you win a Cy Young, you're on my team. Yeah, that's so, fair. So those four were easy. Nagy was actually very league averagey over the course of his he career. He was, but to Bull's point, you, you knew he was going to chew up innings, and that's invaluable. You need a guy like that on your staff. Yeah. But he also had like three or four all-star caliber seasons. Well, I talked to Zach about this last yeah. night, and yeah. I said, like, listen, we're doing this exercise. What do you yeah. think? And I said, I really want to get Cologne on there. Cliff Lee really I thought about Cologne, years. too. I really want to get Cologne yeah. on there. Yeah. And I, I like Nagy. And, and Zach made the joke. He's like, you know, Nagy was great in like 89, 90, 91, or 90, 91, 92, whatever it was. He said that everyone started taking steroids, and he was still throwing 87. Yeah. No, <laughs> right. that's what he was. He was not right. a hard thrower yeah. at all. And, that's, and so I love Charles Nagy, but I just couldn't justify putting him over. So I got four Cy Young winners. And I went Carrasco over Cologne. I really wanted to put Cologne on there, but I went with Carrasco just because of longevity. Right. He was 11 years here. Cologne was only here six. He had a couple of just fantastic seasons, Carlos did. And I told Mikey, you get extra credit for cancer. Like, that's, yeah, a, you're that's right. extra credit. <laughs> you're coming putting, back from it, too. You're <laughs> putting yeah. Sabathia number one over, or did you not have it in an order? I, I didn't really I didn't put do it that in either. an order. I, oh, okay. I, didn't, I, I know you, you had, I like, he had, I had it one as an starter. Order. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, here's what I did. We were close. We were very well, we close. Got G. We got G. G. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. So we do I'm have sorry. G now. Actually, be truthful. All y'all dead. Y'all don't even know it. You didn't even know it. You was all dead laying in the gutter because this is the best. You let this little rookie come up here and give him money. Look at that. Look at the starters. You're dead. One through five. This is the easiest one. Why would you not put Bartolo Colon? You know why? Because they love giving nicknames in this market. Cookie. Look at Cookie Carrasco. Yeah. Wait, they love it. Charles, he, wasn't, he was not on yeah, my team, Yeah, but to this point, Cody Allen is the best closer the Guardian. The Indians had you left yeah. him out. I, 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 I believe Cody Allen don't got I'm going with stuff. Mm. I don't, Cody's Allen stuff ain't nowhere good. They're better than these guys. Yeah, but he had, I don't know that his stuff wasn't better than Jose Mason. Yeah, I like Cody. Cody oh. Allen threw, it was made me too nervous. Th- walked guys through a lot of balls. But he got the job done. But he got the job done. If you tell me that if he, I could even so if I got I got Andrew Miller, I got Jose Mesa, and I got Classe, it's over. Then you're not hitting none of them dudes. There was no hittable guys in my staff. You're gonna go up there and catch you a couple of strikes and you're out of here. Listen, I like the the heartfelt. Charlie Nagy, that was the, the, the that was the, the heyday. What's that? What's the um, the little thing with uh, they had the movie about the uh, Indians? What is it? The movie Major the League. League. That's the Major League nostalgia wearing yeah. off. He because he was Charlie Sheen. It's the same person. He just played Charlie Nagy. But it, like, yeah, this 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 is the this is it. This is that. That's it. Yeah. Cody well, Al- Cody Allen had an ERA plus in Cleveland, which is I like that because it. You can compare errors that right, way. Right, yeah. yep. 142. Wow. 100 is league average. Cody Allen was way better. He kind of got overshadowed there for two years by Andrew, Andrew Miller. Miller. He did. And, and Zach made but the But you point. know what? Allen was always the closer. Yes. He was. Yes. With a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of baseball people were like, why the hell is Allen your closer over yeah. Miller? 
And I'm like, well, you're splitting hairs, it was number at, one. It actually was brilliant because he was able to I move I thought Miller it was around. brilliant, too. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, by the way, in 2016, we always say, I always say, and Corey Kluber, embarrassingly by fans, gets crushed, even though he carried them to oh, the he World did. Series. He did. Carried them. And, he, and criticizing him for, for the home runs. Criticizing him for Game 7 is unfair. He had yep. been so overworked. They had no choice, yep. but he had been so overworked. Yep. But, and Andrew Miller obviously gets his kudos for 2016. But... Cody Allen was great in 2016, too. That's what Those were the terrific. three guys. Zach yeah. made the point last night. Cody was actually better than Andrew Miller. No, the, one, no one ever. In the postseason. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. he was. I, I agree. Was better. I agree. Yeah. So, I think yeah, we're all splitting hairs here. Yeah. Sure. He, here's mine. Corey Kluber, who, by the way, is the opening day starter this year in Boston. He is. Yeah. Like, we had talked about, hey, maybe Cleveland should take a look at him and kick the tires. Yeah. I think that's more of an indictment of what they have in Boston than it is an endorsement. Yeah, they're of a mess. Corey Kluber, they're a total. What's mess. going on, with Chris Sale? Why isn't Sale making that? I don't start? know if he's hurt. Uh, is he? Is he pitching? I believe he's still hurt. Yeah. So I've got. He's he's Kluber. Um, he's almost I don't know ready. That he's, he's not hurt. They but, don't think he. They don't know if he's going to be ready. Yeah. So right. Kluber uh, is is my starter. Bieber. Yeah. Sabathia, Cliff Lee. I had to put on there. Cliff Lee's curveball. I, I, there was a stretch where every time he took the mound, I said he's going to pitch a no hitter today. Yeah. But here's the funny thing, though. You criticized the Class A because it's only been two years. Cliff Lee only had two good years for the for the Indians. He pitched longer for Cleveland, but he only had two good years. He had two dominant years, and then he was Cleveland. not very good in those other but years. But he had dominant years. He was. I but thought about Class A. I thought about Carrasco. Yeah. I thought about. I thought really hard about Bartolo Colon. Yeah. In the end, I just uh, and and to your point about the stuff, I thought there was a stretch where Cliff Lee had the best. Some of the best starting pitching stuff in baseball. There was a stretch he had like four or five, took four or five no hitters into like the seventh inning. No, nobody's hitting him. He, he was, was a weird pitcher because he had some years where he was terrible. He was. He had years where he was his ERA was like five. Remember he got sent back to the minors. I mean it was. He was part strange. of the. Uh, was he part of the Bartolo Cologne? Wasn't he yeah. and Cologne and Grady, Grady Sizemore and Brandon yeah. Phillips with Montreal? Yeah. Okay, and then Charles Nagy. Right. Again. Kind of a mediocre pitcher when you look at his overall body of work, but he also had some years where he was really damn good. Um, I always hated for him that in Game 7 of the 95 series, instead of going Nagy, and he was he was emotionally upset about it even after the game because he did come in and, and end up pitching that game, but they went with Jarrett Wright, who was pitching well, Yeah, but... You know, if Indians fans will question whether or not that was the right yeah. move forever and ever. Oh, Jerry Wright pitched great. I mean, Jerry Wright did his job. Absolutely. And then when Nagy came in, Nagy did get dinged. Yeah. Right? He, he was on the mound when he they lost the game. He was on the, the mound when they lost right. the game. So, and my, my, this was tough. I, I had to go with Andrew Miller. Again, on, on just the stuff, that lefty slider and, and his release point and how long he was. Every left-hander that faced him said, I would rather walk over hot coals. You know what's, It was a and, beast and to your try to boy Tito, Your boy Tito pitched him like You know what's amazing? He had to. He was you know the energizer bunny. What, not surprising. <laughs> neither Chapman nor Miller have been the same since that season. You're nope, right. They definitely. Neither one. Well, they're both. Well, Chapman's still in the game, but Miller's, yeah, Miller's gone. gone. Miller's gone. How, did it, how do you feel They just that both went. And, you, because there, there's a reason that managers have never done that before with yeah. relievers. They were pitching crazy you innings. You just can't do it. Even though it might be 10 or 12 pitches, if you do that five days out of seven in a yeah. week, oh. that's like pitching 12 innings. Well, well, Miller had game, appearances of 28, oh, 32, 33 was, pitches. He was, was bringing them in, in game multiple five, Chapman pitched like three innings. Yeah, multiple innings. And, and there were times where Miller would handle the seventh and the eighth. Yeah. And then they would bring Allen in for the night. Yeah, right, Allen, right. I love, I love, yeah. I love. He made me a nervous oh, rep. Oh, he's scared to But I loved him. And I just, I, I can never discount how dominant Jose Mesa was. Joe Table. He, Joe Table. I mean, it was, it really, I mean, you hear this all the time. Yeah. The games were eight innings long. And that was, by the way, when they had a team that could hit the hell out of the ball. Yeah. And could put eight or nine runs up on yeah. you. So. I, I, I can't get best play. He threw up all over himself when the moment they needed yeah. him No, I, I, I can't listen, put him I'll on never, my list. I'll never forget that either. Yeah. I mean, I think it was. Was it Vizquel that wrote or oh, said yeah. you in can a see book the fear in his that eye. when he came in from the bullpen, he thought that he was on something? Oh, wow. Well, they thought like you could see. I thought I thought Omar wrote like you could see the fear in his I eyes. I thought or someone like alleged that. that he was he 
looked like he was on something oh. when he came in the well, game. Well, Jose wants to kill Omar for whatever was in that. We'll have yeah. to go back and find it. Yeah. Jose is right. like, yeah, said, Omar, Omar roached him. The, yeah. bottom, the yeah. bottom line is our lists were pretty similar. Yeah. We each, between Carrasco, um, Cologne, well, Carrasco, Lee, and Nagy, we each had two of the three. Yes. Yes, and we then did. Cologne was the best guy. Oh, you had well, Cologne. No, on your wait. List. We all had Kluber, Bieber, and Sabathia, didn't right. we? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. no, I had Cologne. So we. Uh, yeah, you so did. Cologne, Lee, and Nagy got represented. I think the best pitcher. Who's the best pitcher that didn't Not get mentioned? represented? Either Bauer, hmm. maybe Oral Hershiser. I thought about Hershiser too yeah. small of a stretch. But Dennis Martinez, but I thought of. But maybe Bauer. Martinez, small sample size. Yeah. Martinez was great, too, though. Yeah, 94. El Presidente. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe Bauer. You know who I thought was going to be good and just flamed completely out? Danny Salazar. Remember him when he came oh, yeah. on? Remember Danny yeah. Salazar. And that guy's just out of the league. Well, uh, how about this? Star Como- Fausto Carmona. Carmona Roberto yeah. Hernandez. You know, I, I, bro, that's his real name. <laughs> yeah. You know what Skip He's asked saying, me once? Skip said, so if you were going to go by a fake name, why did you go by Devil? <laughs> yeah, right. You know <laughs> who was... Thought he, they thought he was 19. He was actually 44. By the way... <laughs> You know, when I first moved to Cleveland, you know who was pretty good starter for them and then just flamed out was Justin Masterson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah, now you're going back. He had a couple big guys. Big guy. Yeah, yeah. No Jake Westbrook? I looked Jake at him. Jake Westbrook had he, some time, too. And he was very, his overall numbers Relief were very pitchers, league average. Josh Tomlin was another guy that yep. I thought was going to have a much higher ceiling. He just didn't throw the ball. Josh Tomlin's hard. like a poor man's Charles Nagy. Paul yeah. Ossenmacher. <laughs> you know what? I looked at Ossenmacher because Ossenmacher. he was unhittable I was as a lefty Jones, reliever. But then as I realized he didn't it really was, pitch This was a fun exercise because, it like, was. Danny Baez. I hadn't thought of Danny Baez Danny in 15 Baez. years. Who's the guy they got from the Colorado Rockies? No, Ubaldo Shaw. Ubaldo Jimenez. Well, well, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ubaldo. And, and Brian yep. Shaw had two stints here. Sure did. But, like, as yeah. much as we remember him for, you know, giving up big – Hits or home runs in terrible spots. Yeah, that guy could kill it. Overall, innings. he pitched pretty he well just, here. He just he said a rubber arm. Yeah. yeah, 80 80 appearances. Like, and he, then when he came back, he had developed this. All of a sudden, the guy was like throwing major heat, which I don't think we ever saw from him the first yeah. time around. But we when need, he came back, he had a great. We need to basketball. do this for the lineup. Oh, we are. Don't oh, worry. Yeah, we're going to do be fun an too. infield and an outfield. We're going to split it into. I mean, two okay, days. just 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 before we go. Yeah. A, one that's going to be really tough. Do you want Carlos Baerga? Or, or Robbie Alomar. Or, uh, Robbie Alomar or uh, Kipnis. Kipnis. I oh. mean, we've had some really good second base. Alomar. Kipnis I, is not even slam But wait, before you go that far, Kipnis is almost first in every major category for in Indians. Well, he played he was here for He was, but that, yeah. I mean. I, I take Robbie Alomar. Now, Alomar was special. Third yeah. base is kind of hard. Especially when you factor in defen- defense. Tomei First or base is hard, too. Well, Tomei played didn't really play much third. Uh, no, but he I came up as a third base. I can't base, put him at third, though. He came up as a third base. Matt Williams. Yeah, but he was, yeah, he was only here for year, like one year, literally And Ramirez year. is like, he's, yeah, he, Jose's got that on Jose is on a Hall of Fame track. Center field. Yeah. Got to be Lofton. Lofton. I'm going Miles Straw. Grady Sizemore, one of the all-time Sad story. Yeah. yeah. If he could have stayed healthy, in team he history. could be in that conversation. So I mean, Hafner, if he could have stayed healthy. Hafner. So I guess, I, I yeah. guess, like, I can say this now. Yeah. I leave tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for this. For spring training. Yes. And when I land, I'm driving to Albert Bell's. No way. I've been meaning to ask yeah. you about that. Yeah. So, so you have the interview. I have. Uh, Is Albert's he going to let gonna, you video record this interview? Uh, we haven't talked about that. We haven't gotten that far. Please do it. But even if it's just an iPhone on a on a camera bro, tripod yeah. and a two shot the yeah. whole time. By the way, something to note: uh, if Albert Bell kills Jason, <laughs> then Zach Meisel's going to write. The Zach's going to write the yeah, obituary okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I texted him last night and said, if I show up missing <laughs> or if my head comes back in a box, do you, you know where share to look? How that negotiation bro. went, like how you landed this interview, because he, we he, the the Guardians have been trying to get him to do something for do years. They when they, when they re- ask him about this when they finally put him into their whatever Hall of Fame yeah. or whatever it was, they tried three straight years. Curtis was telling me this story. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Finally, on the third year, he agreed on a date, then backed out. So they said, Albert, we're going to do it. You got to go in. Yeah. If you want to be there, this is what it's going to be. He didn't show up. <laughs> so, I, there, it's going to be. I think it's the most sought-after interview of a Cleveland sports star that we've had in the last 40 years. He's been been my white whale. I've chased him. 
I don't know if he's, he's got girls. I don't know if he's married. Yeah. Um, what was your relationship like you with mean, him? He None. Has, he has None. children, None. right? You mean, he's a, so how he's did a girl he's got women. He's, so, a, he's a girl dad. So how, did, how right. did you pull this off? I got his number and I text. I texted him last year when God, I was I out there for spring training. That. And I said, hey, introduce myself and said, I've wanted to write about you for 20 years. Like, will you sit with me? I want to do a profile piece on your career. And he said, like, his, I think his first response was, how did you get my number? <laughs> he pulled the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Lose my number. Yeah. Was, he, was he cordial in your conversations? Was he Yeah, angry? I mean, it's all, it's all text. I haven't spoken to him on the phone oh, or anything. Oh. It's all been through text. That's crazy. And I said, like, where did you go? Like, you've disappeared for the last 20 years. Where did you go? He said, I haven't disappeared. I just don't need baseball like so many other retired players do. And so... And, and I just, we just never, like, I, t I texted him a couple times. I was out there last year, and he just didn't seem very interested. Okay, fine, whatever. I tried. In, like, October, he just bl blindly texted me on a Sunday morning. He's watching the World Series, and, and he like, misses it. In, like, October, November, sometime in the fall, because it was during Brown season, he said, hey, the athletic looks pretty good. I'll do it. And I was like, what? Yeah, he did six months of research for but you. But now it's still this taking six months. Well, and yeah, that's right. partly my fault. Oh, okay. Because we were in the middle of Brown season. Sure. Yeah. And I couldn't make a trip back out there in the middle of the season. And I said, we will do this. And I didn't mean for it. Where is he, Scottsdale now? Phoenix area. Yeah. And I didn't mean for it to drag on this long, uh, but it has. And now he texted him and said, I'm going to be out here in this window. Is that work? And he said, yeah. And I texted him yesterday and said, can we do Friday? He said, yeah. What do you want to talk about? And I said, everything. And so and he responded and our, and he our, didn't respond, which oh. told me, yes, okay. like we're good. Yeah. And the black, you may get there. And he said, no, when you said everything, I was out in the black <laughs> community. Albert Bell is untouchable out. You don't understand. Albert Bell was like, we all like identified. That is us. Like, I don't know how he, I mean, I know how, because he was surly, he was that, he but was, the fact that he didn't get more hall of fame consideration. He was like, I'm going to be an angry black dude. And this yeah. is how we're going to move with yeah, it. Yeah. No, that, he, that was his love brand and, and he put and, both and, arms around it. I mean, he, he was, I can't wait to see what you get. I Please me videotape too. it. Me too. So I'm we can use clips here on the ultimate Davis <laughs> <Sports> show. <laughs> you got the yellow up, right? I got the yellow up. I got to talk so we get Campy in here off camera. The 12 o'clock lunch hour is sponsored by Colleague Racing here in the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Colleague Racing is the official NASCAR sponsor of Northeast Ohio. I want to tell everybody that if you guys are not already a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, you're missing out. For a buck ninety-nine a month, you get loyalty badges, custom emojis, and member-only community posts. For four ninety-nine a month, that's less than five bucks a month, less than sixty for the entire year. You get all the starter tier perks, overtime videos, member shoutouts, discount codes for merch. You get the text with Jason during select Cavs games, and much, much more. The overtime content is special. It's funny. It's kind of off the rails some days. Some of the best stuff we've ever uh, we've ever done. Some of the most fun we've ever had comes in that overtime content. And with that, let's welcome on Campy Russell. What's up, Campy? Thanks for coming in, man. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Welcome uh, aboard. Yes, Great sir. to have you on yes, the Ultimate sir. Cleveland Sports Show. I've watched the show on a couple of different occasions, and uh, I see there's a lot of things that goes on here. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yes, crazy. a lot, a lot of different things. Well, Joe Charbonneau tore up the place, so he you did. Got, that's the that's the bar. He broke yeah. the set when he, he was yeah, here. Yeah, he, he broke things on our set. I don't even want to get there. <laughs> You're a smart man, Kaylee. I'm not that kind of guy. You're a smart man. Yeah. We had Kaylee on two days ago. Okay. But I think she was scared to come in studio, so yeah, she she, she did remote. She's like, I'm not getting near you guys. <laughs> she wants to come in. She no, did she really? She was scared, but yeah. Um, and then she saw Bull was going to ask her about the Astros, and yeah, she's like, I'm out. Oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes. He couldn't help himself. Yeah. Let's ask you about the Cavs. Um, last night was another one of those games where you just felt like, even though they had a nice lead, you knew that the Sixers had a run in them. They pulled it out. Uh, it it kind of feels like, they though they've made a jump, they're still – not quite in that elite bubble yet. Does it feel that way to you or am I wrong? They are a team, in my opinion, that is on the move up. You know, a lot of times people want to put a team somewhere that they're not really ready to go. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel that this team, based on this personnel and uh, their chemistry, how they form together and how they get it done on the defensive side of the ball and how they just play together, you know, definitely has a, a lot of space to go up. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, I just think we all have to just kind of go along with the ride. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I think a lot of times people want to stick somebody somewhere before they even before their time. So we need to be patient. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because this is a young up and coming team uh, that has a, a lot of great personnel on it. And the biggest thing they have is chemistry amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's a key factor. This is correct me if I'm wrong. It's the second youngest team in the league. OKC and then Cleveland. I yes. believe it's yes. well, it could be either way. So when yeah. you look at that, it's amazing where they are. But I feel like the Donovan trade sped up the clock for a lot of people. Once you make that move and you push your chips in, now the clock's running. So how do you balance, oh, my God, look how young this team is. Look how much ceiling they still have to go with. Well, they've got the superstar here. They've got them three years under control. We've got to do this right now. Well, so you're asking me what? <laughs> what, what you how do you balance me? those two? It's the youngest team in the league, but now you've got the superstar here. Well, the only thing I was really talking about, you know, is – expectations mm -hmm. you know I think everybody wants you to go from right here to here and there's a process you know you have to go through that and when you pick up a guy like Donovan all of a sudden people are looking at it and say well why aren't we here you know but I still it's a process that you have to go through in terms of getting used to each other you know just going through this process and I think that's the thing that everybody has to understand that there is a process that we have to go through and they're on that road and I believe that we're going to get there because of just the overall talent that we have. And uh, Coach Bickerstaff has done a great job with this basketball team, and we have the personnel. Yeah, it looks like they're going to finish as the four seed, right? They're pretty much locked in there with 10 games to go. It, who will they play in the first round? Could be the Knicks, could be the Nets. Do you think they, that one of those teams is a better matchup, or does it not really matter? To me, it's the way I play, the way this team plays itself is – Whoever's in, in front of us, that's who we have to deal with, you know, whether it's the Knicks or whoever, whoever that other team may be. But um, the attitude has to be all about, you know, we are a very good basketball team in terms of Cavaliers and that they have the ability to beat anybody because they've been doing it pretty much all year long. Even some of the, you know, the Boston Celtics, yeah. the, you know, Philly. Right. Uh, you know, we have played well all year. What do you make of the disparity home and road uh, is, it, is it just that they're young because they've they've played so great at home they've really struggled on the road for the most part what do you make of that you know a, a lot of teams struggle you know on the road yeah you know um, and I know we can look at this team and say well if you're as good as you say you are why are you struggle on the road but you know the road is is what it is you know you're going to go there and the other team is going to have their fans there and now you got to overcome all that but at this particular point the Cavaliers are doing a good job of playing whether it's on the road or at home particularly at home they're really good yeah and like most young teams even the team that I played on years and years and years ago we were very good at home too and we was not necessarily a better I mean a young team but that's just the nature of sports is when you're on the road it's a 50 50 thing when you're at home it the percentage just goes way up you know Tampa, when you look at it you said the team is very talented they got all the roles they got the closer they got a young point guard that can deliver. Uh, Evan Mobley is, is showing more offensive ability, and he's, been, as of late, been putting up uh, some bigger numbers. What is your expectation for the playoffs? A lot of people say if they win a first-round playoff series, a lot of people will say, we'll take that. Um, or do you think that the, the Cavs have a, a little bit of a deeper run in them when it comes to facing possibly the Celtics or the uh, Bucks or, or or the Philadelphia 76ers in the second round. Well, for me, I think think you just gotta take it, you know, like the old cliche, one game at a time, one series at a time. I don't think anybody can come in this thing and say what the making the exceptions are. Maybe Boston or Milwaukee, those teams are up there. But for this Cavalier basketball team, uh, the expectation is to make the playoffs and make this longer run as you possibly can make. You know, I think that's the only way that you can look at it because, you know, we all can sit back and say where they should be based upon each, uh, each of our opinions. But for the most part, uh, you just have to let it play out. And that's the kind of person that I am when I look at it is just let it play out and let's see what happens as opposed to let's try to prognosticate what's going to happen. And, and, and a follow-up to that, do you think that's because of the, the Cavs have been built one way that's been successful in the past with LeBron, right? When you get LeBron, you play for championships. That's just what it is. 
Do you think because we've seen that type of, of, of Cavalier team as contenders of the playoffs that we kind of don't know how to go about watching this team because this team was built a completely different way. Younger guys uh, mixing, passing the ball, everybody getting touches. You think that we, we kind of forcing the LeBron expectations a little bit on this team? Well, you know, none of us here, un, uh, well, all of us here know that there is not what, but, but one LeBron James. Hmm. You know, so we really have to just sit here and just allow the ownership, our ownership, our general manager, our coaches, and our players to come together and make this happen. You know, there's always expectations that we as fans put on teams, you know, because of our own expectations and our own excitement about that particular team. So for me, this team is right where it's supposed to be at this particular point. You know, yes, we're going to, I believe that we're definitely going to get better. And when you have uh, the personnel that we have in terms of JA, you know, Mobley, Donovan, the guards, the bench is really becoming the, to be more impactful now here all of a sudden, which is a good thing, it's a positive thing. So for me, I'm just looking at the game from the standpoint of let's just go down the road. Let's see what happens. Let's not get too far down the road thinking about a championship. Let's just look at where this team is now and where they have the ability to go. Kevin, you said you talked about the chemistry being great. Kaylee said the same thing when she was on with us. She said you know, because she's covered some other teams recently, other places, she's the best chemistry she'd ever seen on a team. Yeah. We know Donovan Mitchell is the best player. Is he also the leader? Or, like, who is most responsible for that great chemistry? <laughs> is there one guy who's an emotional leader on the team? Well, you know, chemistry comes from, you know, everybody. You know, sure. there's, there's not a There's not person one guy that, that brings yeah, it all together. Yeah, that no. walks out there and say, okay, well, here's the ingredients. The final ingredients just walked in here. Yeah. Okay. No, it's everybody. You know, and for all the good teams that we have had in, in Cavalier history, you look back at them, with the exception of LeBron James, which was the, you know, the epitome of basketball at this particular point. Yeah. Uh, but you look at the Doherty, Price, and those guys. You look yeah. at the team that I played on in the early 70s. You look at, you know, just look at, look at it from that perspective. Um, all those teams had the same thing in common. They did this. They came yeah. together, mm -hmm. right? You know, and they played together. They fought together, and there was not nobody was beyond reproach. That's you good. know, sometimes yeah. you're on teams, or the guy who's supposed to be the best player is beyond reproach. And when you have that type of element, in my opinion, it creates this uneasiness there. You know, but for this team and the teams uh, I played on, as well as uh, Brad Daugherty and those guys, nobody was beyond reproach. And when you have that kind of chemistry and that kind of togetherness, the sky's the limit. This team does remind a lot of people of the, the 80s teams that you're just talking about. These guys are not out on Instagram. They're not fashion. You know what I mean? Right. They're, not, they're not caught up in a lot of the social media that a lot of today's players are. They play video games and they keep to themselves and they're just kind of quiet, low-key guys. Does it feel like that 80s, the, the Doherty, Price, Nance era? Because those were just quiet, regular guys who just fit really well together. Does this team feel like that team to you? Well, you know, I'm going to always put our team in there, too, because... Uh, <laughs> I'm too know, young to remember well, that. And, 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 <laughs> I'm not. Hey, and that's okay, you know? <laughs> that's okay, but, you know, you missed something. You know, if you didn't see our team, if you didn't know our team, you missed something. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I look back at the Brad Daugherty team, talented team, beyond reproach. They're just a very talented basketball team. And they had a great coach who really understood how to push those buttons and keep them connected. Mm -hmm. And plus they had the right kind of guys, similar to what we have right now, who are connected together and they have a good feeling for each other. When you have that dynamic on the basketball team, you got something really special. Now you have to just continue to build on it. But what that also does is create this great expectation you know, from fans and from sports, media, and whatever, that it should happen right now. Yeah. But it all takes time, and it all comes together on its own. Kevin, when you played, obviously, and, you know, for me growing up, I, you know, to me, 80s basketball, when I was a kid, was the best. And I loved, you know, all those great centers yeah. that played low-post basketball. Now most of the centers are shooting threes. and what, Like, that doesn't really exist anymore. Do you think we'll ever see that come back? I mean, or is that gone forever? Who knows, number one. But yeah. 
I think is in some respects has been a good thing, you know, in terms of being able to spread the floor, you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to being packed in this mm -hmm. confined area and then have to really battle, you know, physically battle. Yeah, right, right. You know, with the game kind of spread out, there's more up and down the floors. It kind of opens the game up and it make it becomes more entertainment and even more competitive in some regards. You know, so yes, we all grew up with this center position that was a force. Yeah. And we still have some centers in this league that sure. are forces. You know, you talk, we saw one last Indeed, night. Yeah. You know, and they got one out in Denver. Yeah. And they have some young up and coming centers as well. So yeah. I just think that, you know, what has occurred has been for the good as it relates to the NBA. Well, let me get to this. This is the most important thing. See, we talk about basketball. Basketball's cool, but I really want to get drilled down on this. See, you in Austin, my mom always points it out. Shout out to my mom and dad. Y'all come on the screen. Y'all be sharp. Y'all be crisp. <laughs> Y'all mean the suit game is, is is high level. Now, when you was doing is that something is that just the OGs that that, that get clean like that? And who was the cleanest dude from your era? That was that was really putting it down. Like coming, you you knew it was a problem when they came in. Uh, to be honest with you, I never really paid that much attention to what somebody else may be wearing and how they dress or anything mm -hmm. like that because that's not even Walt Frazier. Well, uh, again, <laughs> yeah. you know, again, we all have our own right. sure. you know, styles. Yeah, and, uh, it's hard not to pay attention to what he's doing. Well, 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 you know, you see it and you just. See it and keep going, you know, <laughs> because uh, you know it's either your thing or it's not. There it is, right there. Yeah, yep. you know, that, I get that, it. That, that's yeah. it for the most part. No, but, I get but, it. But but uh, to your point, it's never any kind of about any competition. It's never about anything. It's about our own personality. We we have five of us sitting right here, and we all dress different. We do different things. So yeah. to each his own. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Did you see the Bill Russell documentary that was just out on HBO or whatever it was? Did you happen to see it? I'm not Netflix. sure. What, what was I it about? Netflix. Was it Netflix? I don't, I, know. So. I don't know. I just found it fascinating. I was curious your take. Have you seen it? But obviously it is. Well, it's, it, it was on Netflix. It was, yeah, it was a two-part documentary. I don't know. I just, I did, there was a lot of things, you know, you sometimes as a fan, you feel like you know players, but mm -hmm. then you see a documentary about a guy. You just learn so many things that you're like, you may have been so clueless about. And just, well, I think that's consistent. Yeah. You know, I think I know you. But right. do I really know you? Probably not. I think I know this man here, <laughs> but do I really know him? And the answer is no. Yeah. So until you have sit in that in that same area with this person and have yeah. gotten to be around them and know right. them and kind of get a better feel, that's the only time you really know them. Do you feel like you know the current players? Uh, I feel like I know the temperament of this team. I feel like I know I know chemistry when I see it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know togetherness when I see it. Because any kind of team, any team that I have been on, maybe with the exception of one team, and that was my last year in the New York with the New York Knicks, uh, where I saw the chemistry was not there mm -hmm. because there was no synergy between the players. Right. But when you see the synergy and you see the togetherness, it's so visible that you know you can't you can't deny it. You can't deny it that it's not there. Of and all, that's what I see with this team. Of all the phases of the game, Campy, which is makes this Cavs team most vulnerable? In the playoffs, when you get multiple games against an opponent, they look at what you do and they find your weakness and they try to exploit it. What, what would this team's Achilles heel be? It's kind of hard to say. You know. Is it three-point shooting? Well, no. I mean, three-point shooting is like, Two-point shooting is like it's going to come and go. Yeah. It's going to come and go. I think it's going to come down to which team is going to be more consistent in terms of defensively right. and who can make the, the right adjustments as well as it's going to come down to who's the toughest. You know, because at some point in time doing any game, football, basketball, baseball, whatever you want to call it, it's going to come down to a moment of toughness. Who, you mean mental toughness? Just or both? toughness overall. Yeah. You know, as an entire team, as individuals, uh, it's all going to come down at some point. Right. You know, and I believe this team is in a position to really compete and play against any team that will be in the playoffs. 
Wow. You know, I, I just believe that because I see it. And if they're healthy, you got J.A. and, yeah. and Mobley out there at the same time. And How's he doing? Is he know, okay? I, I'm assuming he is. Yeah. You know, um, when you got that kind of chemistry and you got the backcourt and our bench now is playing mm-hmm. better basketball, you know, you see it, it, in, in this window right now that we're looking at, the bench is, is playing good basketball. LeVert has stepped up his game. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. playing outstanding. Uh, so, you know, it's just going to come down to uh, which team can, you know, to your point, which team can make the best adjustments. Yeah. You, you've played against a, a lot of great players. You've seen you watch the game a lot. Um, when people were raving about Mobley and what he brings to the table in his development, what's the most, I, I say, what's, the, what's the, the best part about his game that you were kind of like, wow, this kid is, is really good, really young? Well, for me, it's that Mobley, from what I've seen of him, is a winner. You know, he can give you whatever you want at any given time. You know, but as sports people, we want you to, you know, give it to you me right now. But for me, Mobley is a winner. He is a guy that can impact the game all over the floor. You know, he's seven foot. He can put the ball on the floor. He can drive. He can make pet plays. He see the entire floor. I mean, he's just an incredible player they use the uh, DG use the word uh, unicorn mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. unicorn means unique that's nothing that you see very often that's who Mobley is yeah. and that yeah. is the impact that he has the ability and he's only going to get better you know as he matures understand where his game fits within the grand scheme of things and how he can take over a game in in certain situations uh the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned uh, with his talent level. In, t- in 2014, I died a bloody death on Miller Hill. And I said Mike Miller was going to win the Cavs a playoff game. And it became this running joke where Mike was even leaving the facility one day in his truck. And he goes, don't give up on me. I'm like, you better come through for me. I got my ass on the line for you. And it never happened. Mike was done. He never, never really helped the Cavs. I think I'm going to go back on the hill. I think Danny Green is going to play an important role for this team in the postseason. Am I nuts? He's not even on the floor right now. He's not even playing. I still think with his experience and his shooting, I think Danny Green can play an important role for this team in the postseason series. Well, if you're asking me I, uh, whether that's going to happen or not. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I don't know. I thought you was going to give us some words of encouragement. No, 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 I don't know. You know, again, you know, we all sit back and think what we think. Okay. But from a reality standpoint, or we don't control any of that. You know, I don't control it, certainly. But I know that this is a team that we have. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking away from this green thing because I, I have no idea. But I believe that this is the kind of team that we have that can, the expectations are there, and I believe they have the ability to continue to climb and get better. And I think that's the only thing that we can really ask for at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody may say, well, they need to, you know, they, they should be in the finals. Yeah, okay, but let's get there. Then we can talk about it. Let's but, win a but, series first. All right. I yeah, mean, yeah, in the NBA, that. you take steps. Yeah, it it yeah. doesn't go. You don't. And that's go what I've been talking about here since I've been here. It's yeah, steps. no, it's and not it's, like and, and history shows that yeah. nobody goes. Yeah. You know, from you know, out of the playoffs to winning a championship. Right. Here, right. Here's the important question: If you and AC played one on one right now, who's winning that? Game? <laughs> I wouldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> Would he play? No. Well. He may want to play, but <laughs> I say it, you know, because, you know, Austin I, it, would definitely you want don't to get play. On, no. Do you <laughs> even get on the court just like to take some shots or no? No. Totally done. No, because nothing good can happen to you playing basketball after 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. 
facts. Nothing. That is so true. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And, and you can ask some people that was 40, 35, yeah. right. you right. know, who have this grandeur of I can still do it. I'm not going to fake myself out like yeah. that because <laughs> I know this thing right here can get you get this thing right here in trouble. Yeah. Do you have any so, fun Brad Seller stories? We love working with them here. Yeah. I know uh, Brad's a really good friend of mine, so I'm not going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> if he was a really good <laughs> friend, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hesitate to throw him under the bus. No, no, no. See, we 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 deal with things differently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We deal with things differently. <laughs> they they, they got a code of conduct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I remember when Byron was here, he used to joke all the time about, man, we used to wash our practice jerseys in the hotel. Yeah. Like in the sink of the yeah. hotel. Yeah. What's yeah. the biggest change you've seen to today's game from when you played? For me, everything. Yeah. You know, really, it, it is. I mean, j just to give you a quick story, you know, how they travel now. Mm -hmm. When I went to the New York Knicks, we were the, I'm going to say the guinea pigs for traveling that way because we had a private pl um, a plane that was private, that was just the players, and which then was only the 12 players, the three coaches, and a trainer, and maybe some newspaper people. And we travel just the way they did you know they would go in we would go in and play the game get back on the plane and fly to the next city get in there at one or two o'clock in the morning go to your hotel do that same thing so uh, I had an opportunity to see it early on but didn't really know what it was about didn't even like it you know to be honest with you but it turned out to be the best thing that happened as far as NBA is concerned Ooh. in terms of where they travel but a lot of things have changed and uh, and for me, for the better, you know, when you look at the popularity of this game now, uh, it's a worldwide game. You look at, you know, the, uh, the different ethnics that's, that are a part of this game now. And back in our days, it was just, it was, it was, it was either, you was either black or you was white on the no, team. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, that was it. And, and in some cases, you know, it was not a good uh, picture at that time Ooh, yeah. in the 70s and 80s, you know. Uh, but now because of the uh, inclusion that we have created, the NBA has uh, created, that is why it's probably one of the most popular games in the, in the in entire the world, world. Yeah. because of that, of bringing everybody yeah. together. Are you surprised at all? I guess nothing he does surprises anybody, but like LeBron, for, for a basketball player, he's old. And he's still one of the ten best players in the league. Like, it, I, I, you know, like is he? Could he still play at this level at forty? At forty-two? I mean, would you bet against him on anything? Uh, well, you know, LeBron is. I'm going to say he's special too. He's that unicorn as well. You know, he gets it. He has done the things that was necessary to keep his body healthy, to work out, to get the rest, to do all the things necessary to put him where he is. Right. You know, so we all got to look at him and just say, hey, you know, he got it. He understood it. He knew what his roadmap was, what what what, what he needed to do to get where he is. And all of us have roadmaps, but a lot of times we get detoured because of certain things, whether mm -hmm. it's an injury, whether it was something, something personal in mm -hmm. your life or what have you. But here is the LeBron James who have just understood where he wanted to go. And he did exactly what he needed to do to make it happen without a lot of detours or distractions. With all so the pressure the, in the world. Exactly. So Is he going to come back again, Campy, one more run? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'll never sit here and try to tell you about what somebody else is going to do. Campy, who was the, the one player that you most dreaded playing against? I don't. Th I don't think there was very. I don't think there was anybody that I'd have dreaded playing against because, you know, I'm your a, toughest matchup. Then. I'm, I'm a. You know, I compete. Sure. You know, and I think I create just as many problems for them as they're gonna create for me. <laughs> right. So right. Who was you know, the most so, fun to compete with? Well, like, you, you know, there, there was guys that, that I really enjoyed playing against, uh, and that was one of them was Rick Barry. Right. You right. know, um, yeah. and the other one was, was Bernard King. Oh, you know, yeah. good. Uh, you know, those guys, you know, they were competitive. They played with a lot of fire. And, you know, you knew that you had to bring your game, too, because, right. you know, you're saying, hey, you know, I can do this, too. Yeah. You know, right.
Don't judge us, Campy, but the basketball player of the group is McNuggets, our producer. <laughs> All five, six of them. He played oh. D3 hoops. Yeah, yeah, and he could shoot the lights out. So he's got a question for you. Five, six was insulting. I, I know. I'll, I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I knocked I'm get you down back a for few that inches. Campy, but, yes. If you had a two-on-two matchup, the two outside chairs, Jay and Bull versus Jason and G in the middle, who's winning that two-on-two matchup? <laughs> <laughs> How is he supposed to get that answer? That's an impossible question. Well, I did go to Well, Camp we got a big man to fill I, it up. I, I, I went well, to here, Camp McKinley here, High here, School. Here, I played basketball. I can't play basketball. McKinley, so I'll take I mean, G. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll take, yeah. I'll take yeah. me and G. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to feed into G. I'm Can I use, take G? I'm going to use the eye <laughs> test here. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real simple. I'm not going to get into yeah. nothing because this is I all sight unseen. against Jason and Jay. Who's this now? I said it should be me and G. The two big guys versus the two. Yeah, I oh, like our chance. I will get up and down the floor. You know yeah. something? I'm going to take you two guys. Yeah. In that, in that matchup right there? Yeah. I know both of you have sense enough yeah. to say, hey, look, you stand out here and let me stand here. Yeah, Neither one of them can move us. I, and by the way, you're I, right about that. So, I, because I, I would, they can't move us. That's right. we got to be able to body them. That's right. Yeah. I'm with you. I've retired. I ain't touching nothing of football, of baseball. I got you. Nothing. I ain't even running. His ACL tore a little bit just listening to yeah, that conversation. <laughs> it was great to have Thanks, you in. Campy. Well, thank you guys. Enjoy thank this, you, uh, this, this you, run here the last uh, 10 or so of the regular season and then into the postseason. Playoffs. Yep. Whatever that should be. The great Campy Russell on yes, the Ultimate Sports Show. Overtime is next for us. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.